97.1 FM, 3MDR, this is The Dotted Line. If you were searching the world for a cappella groups and you wanted the very, very best, your search would eventually bring you back to Melbourne because Melbourne is home of one of the world's best a cappella groups. Coco's Lunch are the group that I'm talking about. They have a brand new album out and... Lisa Young joins me from Coco's Lunch. Hi, Lisa. Hello, David. It is excellent to have you on the show. Congratulations on the album. This is a pretty nice piece of work. Oh, thank you so much. It's years and years of work and composing and refining, and we're really proud of it and just pleased that it's uh, the recording process is finished Yeah, towards the end of lockdown and things we were trying to mix and master and not being able to be all in the same room or even a couple of us in the same room was tricky. Would make it pretty hard, yeah. Before we get to all that, I was going to ask you a couple of like fairly um, just standard sort of simple things. For example, for anyone who's listening who doesn't understand, what is a cappella music? Well, a cappella comes from in the style of the chapel. That means that it is primarily like unaccompanied, without another instrument. And that phrase has been a whole movement of a cappella singing now with voices. So it's, it does mean that you don't have any other instruments, which are, in many of our songs we use drums because we love that bottom end groove. And because we're so uh, Indian and African, um, that influence is so strong in our music. We also love to use drums to drive things along. But yeah, it means comes from in the style of the chapel and unaccompanied. Tell me about the new album. Well, the new album is called Misra Chapel. Now, Misra Chapel is a South Indian uh, name for a tala, a specific rhythmic cycle. That most people think of it as uh, like Misram is seven, and the, it's like a cycle of seven, but. It's actually a chopped uh, tala, so it's really three and a half. But the, the title track, we think of it as being in seven. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is The Dotted Line. I am chatting to Lisa from Coco's Lunch. Tell me about the recording process. Where did that all happen? It's beautifully recorded, I've got to say. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we've worked with um, Hayden Buxton for quite uh, a few a few albums now, and this time we opted to record it here in my studio uh, in Warren Diet, and I have a really nice, you know, fairly large space with a wooden floor, and it's really good to sing in. And it just he just bought his portable setup, and we tracked it all here. I sang all our solos here. We did some of the percussion here, and then. We went into lockdown, so we finished it at a studio, Studio 44 in Eltham um, with another friend, who Jared Dool, who's a beautiful engineer, but he had a studio that had a control room separate to the uh, recording room, so we could go one at a time there when we were allowed to. We could go one at a time there and just finish off a few things or... We got uh, Dave back in there to do a bit of percussion and, yeah, so, yeah, it was a long process because of the situation with so such a long period of lockdown in Melbourne. Tell me about the songwriting. You, you're responsible for a lot of the songs uh, on the album. You have the idea, you write the song. Do, do you then, like, how do, how, does, how do you put it together? Do you, like, bring it to the group and say, right, here's a new song I've got, like, who does all those amazing arrangements? Well, on this album, all the arrangements are done before we bring it to the group. And then, yes, yeah, sometimes there'll be a little bit of it, like when you're giving somebody an improvised solo moment, of course, they you might have some ideas that you think they could start with, but then they can take it how they want. Or sometimes the articulations uh, are a bit refined in that, in the learning process. But these days, yes, the song is bought fully as a score, all five parts written, and you're given the score ahead of the rehearsal. And sometimes we'll give each other... Uh, we, use, we all use Sibelius for notation, the notation program, and so you can export that as a piano file. So we'll give it the piano file as well so that you're just hearing the whole thing and... It, it's just for expediency, really. Then you get to the rehearsal, and everyone should be a bit up to speed with their part. And so, yeah, yes. In the early days of Coco's Lunch, we would workshop things quite a bit more, and um, people could add ideas for their parts. But these days, uh, we've you know we've evolved how we like to compose each of us, and the other members of the group are composers too, but it just happens on this album. It's just Jack and my songs and that's just how it was at this time. But yes, yeah, so they're fully formed songs and yeah, maybe the arrangement might be um, slightly tweaked or things like that. When you go to record it, then you might go, well, it's too long or I really want more of a solo there for this person or, you know, you sort of just can, everybody can have a say, of course. But it's it's great because our songwriting has, of course, improved over the years, and I think we're we're much more. Um, yeah, we just bring it fully formed. Because listening to it, you're aware of like the amazing voices, harmonies, etc. But there's other things that you uh, aren't really aware of that you you must rehearse as well. Things like taking a breath. Everyone takes the same breath almost at the same instant, so that you're not hearing like five people breathe separately, that, that must yes. all be rehearsed as well? Absolutely. And 
sometimes like breath is part of the part, like like you know that sort of like sometimes yeah, in yeah. a vocalized part those sorts of things the breath can be part of vocal percussion parts or even sometimes we leave the breaths audible on purpose and sometimes we'll say in rehearsal let's or we might stagger the breaths across there to get a full a cool a, a smooth flow it, it it does take a lot of refinement and and actually sometimes it's not till you go to the studio and you go oh we're all breathing a different spot there we better let some <laughs> yeah. you know where are we going to breathe because you can hear it so you know you just sort those things out quickly but yeah i'm really pleased that you like it and that you feel that the arrangements are really complex and because i think it's probably the thing that that we love the most is that really harmonic and rhythmic complexity and trying to still be very heartfelt and very connected. We're not trying to ever to be clever. We're just trying to express something beautiful. This is The Dotted Line. I am speaking to Lisa from Coco's Lunch about the brand new album. I was going to ask you about some of the songs, Uh, starting at the end and working backwards, The Gift, one of your songs, I believe. Yeah, so that's probably the most uh, anthem-like, sort of straight-ahead, almost folky song. And um, I worked on that song for a very long time, and it's really a song about the preciousness of the gift of life. It's a sort of more straight-ahead song, and I'm really pleased there's one of those on the album because lots of the others are much more complex, and not that this one's not complex, but it's... uh, it's a true sort of telling of a story about the gift of life. I was going to mention that it's less complex. It hasn't got as much percussion, etc., as as some of the other tracks do. No, and we debated that a lot because uh, we were even at one point thinking of having no percussion, but we just live we'd been playing it. I'd been playing a tom tom live in those choruses, and we, it just gives it a lot of more groove. And then, so on the album, though, we went with Frame Drum and Tony Floyd played it. And I'll probably move to Frame Drum as time goes on in our live gigs. But um, just a lighter drum, uh, but but still giving it some groove there. And, of course, you could do the song with a massive percussion section and, and, and guitar too. It would be great with, you know, uh, around the campfire. I know my family whistling it with guitar and it's nice, you know, it's nice to have different versions and uh, if people want to sing it a cappella, that's great and if they want to add lots of percussion, that's great and then if you've got not such experienced singers, you can, the the score has the chords on it, so just the chord symbols, so, you know, someone could play guitar or piano and support the song as it goes along. There is a gift we carry gently Hoping that life can hold it And there's a truth we feel so deeply Oh, Thank you. 
This is The Dotted Line, 97.1 FM, talking to Lisa from Coco's Lunch. Uh, I 
have memories of um, somewhere I'm thinking about the mid-90s being at the Boat in Mark Street, uh, I think at the time, and down in North Fitzroy, and seeing, um, I've, I've got a memory, it was maybe a four-piece uh, a cappella group called Coco's Lunch back then. So you have been around for a long time. We have, and it would have been the five of us, but actually our very premier gig was at the Boat there. You may have seen the very first gig, because I think we only did one, and in fact, I was just, Davey texted us the other day, and she said, "Uh, in March, it's our birthday, and it's our 20-something birthday. I can't remember what she said, but mid-90s, yeah. That would, was probably, you probably saw the very first gig. Ah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember did. being, the- I remember being totally impressed uh, seeing that gig. And um, yeah, when when you hear this latest album, which is, I don't know how many years later. That's a that's a twenty five, twenty seven, whatever it is. Years it's something later, something like that. Years later, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, there's no wonder you're pretty good. <laughs> well, it, it's a beautiful thing to have a long uh, musical relationship with people and the lineup has not it has changed a little bit it changed a bit early on in the first couple of years and then when once Gaby and Jack joined the group then the five of us so the four of us Gaby Jack myself Nicola and that was with Sue Johnson for a long time and then when Sue left the group uh, a few years ago Emma Gilmartin joined but she had sung with Coco's Lunch for she sung with us for over 10 years now because she was a dep in the group for many of us when people had children or if there was a tour that someone couldn't do. Ah, yeah. So we've actually had a long relationship with her too and it's, it's a really beautiful thing that you know each other really well. And, of course, when you compose, you write for those singers and you go, this is, you know the, you have the, their voice in your head when oh, you're writing for them. So of course, yes. Mm, it's really special. Indeed, yeah. I mean, any lasting relationship is special, but one where you're composing and you know enough about the people to know what their voices are like, that's uh, that's kind of special indeed. Yeah, it's really special. And you know where their range sits and who can sing what and all of that. This is The Dotted Line. I'm chatting to Lisa from Coco's Lunch. Uh, how do I find Coco's Lunch? How do I find the new album? How do I find out any gigs that you've got coming up? Where do I find all that info? Well, just if you first of all go to our website, cocoslunch.com, and just sign up for the mailing list, then um, we don't spam you with mail. We just send out maybe three or four a year, and that will tell you what's going on and when the gigs are coming up. We're on, uh, like us on Facebook, and that, there's all everything's posted there. And if you want to listen to the gig, you can stream it on any of those normal services, or you can... You can buy a digital copy or a hard copy from um, Bandcamp. So Coco's Lunch at Bandcamp. What if you go to Bandcamp? That's you can download. The good thing about uh, buying the files there is you can download them in high um, res, like high bit files. So if you like uh, to, if you prefer that to listening to lower um, definition MP3s, you get the full experience. And the hard copy is adorable to have in your hands if you love the feeling of looking at artwork and uh, reading the text and all of that. 
The um, the beauty too of Bandcamp is that the artists actually get most of the money. They do, and it's a, it's a really interesting point of what's happened with making albums. Is in the past you could make an album and you know you'd sell hundreds or thousands of them because that was the only way people could have them. And these days, yeah, with streaming, the the return is nowhere near as much for artists. So yes, buy a digital copy or buy a beautiful hard copy from Bandcamp is the way to go if you want to support the artists. Yes, indeed. Go and buy a copy. Speaking of beautiful hard copies, tell me a bit about the beautiful hard copy CD that I've got in my hand at the moment. The photo on the front is the most beautiful photo of the baobab trees. And I think it's the famous road in, I think it's Madagascar, because one of the songs is about the baobab trees, one of Jack's songs, and they're very sacred and special. And they are sort of also the tree of life. So we thought that that would be a nice image. African sky stood the tallest giant ever known to humankind And far beneath the canopy the stories told How secrets sleep beneath the baobab tree Oh, 
This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM. Chatting to Lisa from Coco's Lunch. Tell me about some of the other songs. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Ta Din Ta. Perfect. Well done. Ah, thank you. Ta Din Ta is uh, three South Indian conical syllables. So for a very long time, for uh, over 20 years, I've studied the South Indian a sophisticated rhythmic vocal language of Solkaptu, which as a performer, it's called your conical artist. So it's the rhythmic language of classical South Indian music and dance, and it represents the rhythmic structures sort of as a mnemonic device of learning them in an old tradition, but also uh, as a as an art form, it's a vocal percussion art form, so it's, it can be personalised and very expressive and um, it relates to the drum sounds, but is, is much more than that as well. So that song uh, features that language, and it's like a juxtaposition of conical language, which is traditionally an intoned language, so it's not pitched. But in my work, I love to use the phrases and structures as the language for bass riffs, improvisation, polyrhythmic layering, and melodies. And so that is all would be rhythmic language, but I've used it um, as a melody. And that's what has been sung by choirs around the world now, which is gorgeous. You see these beautiful versions of... It's an incredible version on in, on YouTube of Cantica Corrala, a choir in Spain, a, a group of, you know, youngish children singing and doing all of the phrases and doing the tala, the, the rhythmic cycle with their hands. And, yeah, it's really satisfying to see the songs travel. ta ka di mi ta ka ja nu ta ka di mi Twitch. 
Kadimi, kajanu, 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 kadimi, kajanu